My name is Abby Stanford and I'm a specialist health editor in the Booth for Health content team. I'm here today with a dietitian from the Cromwell Hospital. Hi, my name is Niamh. I'm head of dietetics here at the Cromwell Hospital. And today we're going to be talking about how to find good quality health information and why that's important. So Niamh, why is it important when we're talking about nutrition that we kind of find accurate and safe information? It's really important to have accurate and safe information um, when you're looking at um, diet and nutrition for lots of reasons. It's really important that you have safe information to begin with, um, because unfortunately there's lots of good there's lots of good information on the internet. But there's also information based on public opinion as well on the internet, which isn't evidence based and can sometimes be harmful to individuals rather than be good for their health and well-being. Okay, and obviously at the moment we are still going through the, the COVID pandemic. And have you seen that kind of adding to the amount of misinformation that you've seen? There has been quite a bit of misinformation around um, COVID-19 and the pandemic. Um, we've seen it in social media because they've been looking at certain foods and supplements that can cure COVID-19. And we know this is not the case. Um, we're looking in some ways because we've had a lot of information come from the likes of the World Health Organization that have tried to dispel some of these myths. And, you know, especially myths around miracle foods um, in relation to coronavirus. Um, the best thing you can do with COVID-19 is keeping your space, washing your hands and wearing your face mask. Um, we know if you've got a good immune protection, you can better fight infections and you're less likely to get them. So that's normally um, by having a healthy, balanced diet um, from all the food groups, not specific food groups in high doses. Okay, that's really, really good to know. And are there any common myths that you see working as a dietitian when you're seeing patients? We do see quite a lot of myths um, when we have patients in clinical practice. Um, there are a couple, and I suppose the main area I would say we see this in is on our oncology patients. So patients with a new or recent diagnosis of cancer. And this can be really sad from a health professional point of view because it's really difficult when you've been newly diagnosed with cancer. And um, it's hard when you see people making massive sacrifices um, and it doesn't actually have a, a positive impact on their health and well-being. So an example is some patients will avoid whole food groups like carbohydrates, so your bread, your rice, your pastas. Um, and these are really important for energy for patients that are dealing with a diagnosis of cancer. But they've been told that this will feed the cancer and that um, they can cure their cancer by not uh, by cutting out this food group, which is not the case. OK, so are there some things that we can all do to try and find good, accurate nutrition, especially when we're looking online? There are. There's lots of things um, you can look out for. So I found if they make wide sweeping claims um, that it's often you need to dig a little bit deeper to see if they're accurate or there's any evidence based there to their claims. 
So especially if they're saying you need to have high amounts of particular supplements, that tends to not be accurate. Um, uh, they often will say to cut out whole food groups. Um, so if they say to avoid things like dairy or um, your carbohydrates, so your rice, your potatoes, your pastas, there, I've never found any of them to be accurate um, or factually correct. Um, what's really important is to have a wide variety of foods in your diet so that you're getting the benefits from all the different vitamins and minerals and the energy that you get from your carbohydrates and the growth repair that you get from your protein sources all working together. Okay, and there are lots of buzzwords as well online, things like cleanses and cures, boosts and detox. As a dietitian, what do you make of those? So uh, we always have um, a bit of a slight giggle when we hear about um, a cleanse or a cure. I often find they're um, not always accurate and correct um, because for so many reasons, our body is such an amazing organ that it... Um, we can naturally um, detox ourselves. So we've got our skin, you've got your kidneys, you've got your liver, and um, you've got your lungs. They're all um, organs that have a detox function. Um, our digestive tract as well, so our guts, they all form um, to get rid of waste products and detox our body. We don't need to follow these very restrictive um, diets. Okay, and I'm sure some people will be thinking, oh, you know, but I like to think that this works or I like to take this or use this. Are there any risks with, you know, taking lots of a supplement or using detox products? There can be a risk, um, especially um, an example is uh, we don't clear um, fat-soluble vitamins. So high amounts of vitamin A can be toxic for some individuals. Um, and your body can only use so much. Once it's used it, it'll, it'll get rid of it. So sometimes having high amounts of certain vitamins and minerals, you'll just um, bypass them in your urine. So you're not actually getting the benefit from all the money you're spending on these products. Um, as well, sometimes they can put um, your kidneys under pressure if you have excessive amounts over time. And I suppose one of the areas is if you're taking too much um, supplements like laxatives, they can affect um, your bowels over time. So it's really important everything in moderation and everything in the right balance. Okay. And so if people are wanting to look online for health information, they sort of know now what not to look for. Are there any places that you would suggest on the internet that people could go for reliable health information? Yeah, there's some really good sources online um, that you can trust and from reputable sources. Um, so um, Bupa do lots of really good articles and they're all evidence-based. Um, the NHS have excellent sources of good um, nutrition advice and they're all based on sound evidence. Um, a lot of government websites will have really good nutritional advice available to the public. Um, I also like using um, some of our charities. Um, a lot of charities nowadays employ um, accredited dietitians and nutritionists um, to do their nutritional advice, such as the British Heart Foundation, if you're looking around cardiovascular disease, 
um, Diabetes UK if you're looking for information in relation to diabetes. And there's so many other really good resources for the other um, clinical conditions. Okay, that's great. Um, and I know that in the health content team, we're very proud of our content having a, a PIFTIC, which is the Patient Information Forum. And so if you look on websites for the PIFTIC, that's kind of a, a marker that the information is evidence-based and that it's up to date as well. Um, and that tick exists on lots of those charity websites that you've mentioned as well. Okay, so if people are also looking for maybe more personalised information, they might be thinking about visiting a dietitian or a nutritionist or a nutritional therapist. And it'd be really great if you could explain the differences between those titles, maybe starting with dietitians. Yeah, that's no problem. So dietitians are the only nutrition professionals that are governed and regulated by law. So here in the UK, our professional body is the Health and Care Professions Council. So it means that all the information we give to patients has to be evidence-based and have to have good research behind it to be able to give that information to patients. Um, we also look after patients, not only that are healthy and looking for good health and well-being, we look after patients that also have clinical and medical problems. So a dietitian will look after um, patients who have diabetes or cardiovascular disease. Um, they will also look after patients who are critically ill in intensive care and people who have got renal or allergies. And they will basically um, translate the science of food and nutrition into everyday um, language that patients can understand and that can make a difference um, to their health and well-being. Um, you will often find dietitians working as part of the multidisciplinary team in hospitals um, and they will work with people like doctors and nurses and speech and language therapists or physiotherapists. Um, they will work also in the food industry um, and they work in catering and in education. Um, most recently, we've seen dietitians work a lot in sports and exercise medicine. Um, and more and more, we're seeing dietitians in the media promoting good health and well-being, which is really pleasing to see. If you want to become a dietitian, um, here in the UK, you have to have a bachelor's degree. So it's a BSc Honours in Dietetics. Or you can have a related science degree with a postgrad um, diploma or master's in dietetics. Um, and so could you explain to me um, what a nutritionist is? Yeah, I can do that, Um Nutritionists um, are broken up into two general themes. So you have a nutritionist who's registered with um, the Association for Nutrition, and that's abbreviated to AFN. And these are the only individuals um, that are regulated. Um, they tend to hold a degree or a master's in nutrition um, and uh, have to adhere to strict um, regulations. The, there's one thing about nutritionists, is not all nutritionists are registered. Um, people can do courses online and call themselves nutritionists, so it's not a protected title. 
Um, they tend to, as I said, mainly work with healthy individuals, but they can work across a variety of different settings. So you can find nutritionists working for the government, and they work in food service, um, you'll see them working in research. Quite a lot of nutritionists now work in the media as well, and in private healthcare. And so I've also heard of nutritional therapists. Could you explain to me what a nutritional therapist is? Yeah, so nutritional therapists, um, they practice complementary medicine, um, which is not seen as a valid treatment in conventional medicine. They um, make recommendations around diet and lifestyle in order to reduce or prevent health um, issues and illnesses. Um, your nutritional therapists, they um, are not eligible for registration with either the HCPC or AFN. Uh, quite often in their form of treatment, they recommend um, or some can recommend high doses of um, vitamins and minerals, which is not in line with the latest evidence base. Um, that we're currently using in clinical practice. Okay, thank you so much for talking me through of those. If someone is looking for um, nutrition information, have you got any top tips for kind of where or who they could speak to? Yeah, there's lots of really good information available. Um, I would point them um, towards a lot of the blogs on the Bupa website. There's lots of really good information available there. Um, I would also use our governing body, the British Dietetic Association. There's some really good fact sheets available on there. But a great starting point is always your your family GP. Um, and they can point you in the right direction. If you need some more details, um, there's lots of dietitians across the country and they'd be more than happy to see members of the public and give dietary advice. Sorry, I would always go towards um, the reputable website. There's so many charity websites available and they've got great dietetic advice available. That's great. And thank you so much for speaking to me today.